This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. You're listening to episode 170. Do you want to come with me? I always want to go with you everywhere. Uh, (laughs) Even to couples therapy? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, counseling's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you're listening to 170, episode 170 of the In Between Podcast, where you'll discover the tools to build a marriage and family that you love. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Yes, so couples counseling. Uh-huh. Right? That's what we want to talk about today. Uh, we're not. Give, this isn't a session on couples counseling, right. but how to encourage your spouse to join you in couples therapy Mm -hmm. because counseling can be a really powerful tool for improving the overall health and happiness of your marriage we talked about uh, in a few weeks ago episode 168 the five predictors of divorce in a marriage so perhaps you listen to that and you're like oh shoot we have a few of these predictors what do we do Mm -hmm. now so we would suggest couples counseling, yeah. couples therapy yep. to everyone. doesn't matter if you have those five factors in your marriage or you're like, I don't have even a single issue in our marriage. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how long or short you've been married. Couples counseling is for everyone. Yes, it is. So, but however, getting your spouse to join you in couples therapy can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about today. And you know what? We should never force our spouse to do something that they don't want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what we do want to do is equip you with five steps to inspire your spouse, right? Inspire them to attend couples therapy with you. Now, in any relationship, challenges are bound to come up, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we're only human after all. The pièce de résistance. Ooh, I right? like that. Yeah, yeah, like that little French pièce de résistance. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, I just don't have a mustache. Uh, <laughs> however, this is um, it's it's when both partners are willing to work together to find solutions because their challenges can often be overcome. Mm-hmm. But sometimes couples lack the tools and skills to effectively address and resolve issues in their relationship, especially right especially if communication or repairing relationships were not taught or modeled in their own family. So as unresolved problems, negative patterns, and emotional disconnection add up, the foundation of your marriage can start to crumble. Mm-hmm. Daniel, you talked quickly about us going to couples counseling. And I think this is something that we've talked about probably for a year before mm-hmm. we even entered into it. Yeah, that's right. It was something like, hey, before we we're like, hey, maybe we should do it as more of a proactive mesh, like measure or proactive tool. But we are like, oh, we're busy. We're moving countries. We're starting new jobs, so on and so oh, forth. So who had time? For sure. Right? And you know what? And here's the interesting thing about couples therapy right or just going to counseling in general Mm -hmm. i think every single person can come up with excuses why they shouldn't go or don't need to go yeah and it's expensive oh for sure right so even for us it's like oh i'm a pastor and I took a counseling class in one counseling <laughs> class in seminary, and 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 I 
have received counseling, and I like reading books about this. And、uh-huh. and you're a social worker. Yeah, and, and I'm trained in yeah, Gottman methods. Yeah, you're also yeah. so. I mean, podcast family. Like, listen, we. We're trying to solve a perpetual problem、mm-hmm. in our relationship over and over and over again with with the tools that we had, and we, y'all, we had a lot of tools. We did, yeah, and we tried really hard. We really did, yeah. But eventually, when we realized that we couldn't, and we went to counseling, oh、mm-hmm. my goodness, like it was so. Helpful. Completely. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we think about like, oh, how much we struggled, how many、yeah. fights we had,、oh, how many、yes. repair attempts we had, how many six second kisses we had, daughter、yeah. repair, like all of these things, and then you look back and been like, wait, yeah, it could have been solved so quickly. Yeah. Why didn't we do it sooner? Exactly. Yeah, so maybe y'all are like us. Sometimes both spouses are not on the same page about seeking outside help for one reason or another. One spouse may be eager to find a therapist, while the other spouse may be resistant to the idea of therapy. This can be due to many different reasons.、Yeah. Maybe misconceptions, the fear of vulnerability, or what people will think, or that、um, they think that. Or they have a false belief that therapy will only lead to blame and criticism. So, research by Dr. Gottman has shown that couples often wait six years、oh, before、okay. seeking help for their marital problems. So, we, it was only a year for us. <laughs> yeah. So I feel good. I feel better now. Thank There you. There we go. Enneagram three is like yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We yes, beat this one、statistic. year. Wait, wait, one year. That's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, yeah. So you think of oh man, looking back, how how much、oh, um, heartache? Yeah, we could have saved. <laughs> yeah, so just think、right. about in six years how much、yeah. heartache you can save. So this delay can make it difficult for therapy to be successful. Especially if one spouse has already emotionally detached from the relationship, or has thrown in the towel in their mind and heart, where they're like, "I don't, I don't want to go to therapy because I don't actually want to be with you."、Mm. So let's not get to that point. No, okay? No. So on this episode,、mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to remind you that there is hope. Yes, y'all. There is hope for couples who are willing to commit to working through their issues, even if you feel. That your marriage is on the brink of divorce, even if you feel like it's beyond repair,、mm-hmm. your marriage can be saved with the right intervention and the right attitude. Not with hopium. <laughs> It's always a funny phrase. I don't even know that phrase. Hopium. Hope. You're trying to hope, but it's like, it's like. Drugs, opium. So it's it's like opium.、Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's not good hope. Like that's not actually、it's、real hope. hope. Yeah, it's bad hope. <laughs> yeah, it's street no. hope. Yeah, street <laughs> street hope. That is awesome. Yeah. So not not opium, right? Not like oh, I think I can. I think I can. I、right. think I can. It's good. No, it's like with the right intervention, with the right attitude, with therapy,、mm-hmm. right? Your marriage can. Be saved. Yeah. So the interesting thing is now Gottman uses sort of this phrase,、uh, especially with marriages that have experienced infidelity,、mm-hmm. where trust and commitment has been broken. And they talk about this picture of the initial marriage that you started off with when you said I do.、Uh, when you said I do, that marriage is dead、mm. because. What you thought was is no longer right. You thought you had committed to this person. You thought you had trusted this person, and they broke that trust. However, 
if two of you are willing to put the work in and willing to build your friendship and your trust and commitment, then it's marriage 2.0. Yeah. And guess what? You know what? Marriage 2.0 might actually be better than marriage 1.0, yeah. the original yeah. one, because you're willing to work on it. You're willing to put the time in and you're willing to have maybe some hard conversations that you weren't able to have before. Yeah. And might I add, with the right intervention and the right attitude includes therapy, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. But it also includes God. Yeah. Right. Completely. And we've seen how God can intervene. Yes. Shift hearts, change hearts. That coupled together with a great counselor, man, that's a powerful combination. Completely. Okay. So let's jump into the steps for encouraging your spouse to willingly participate in couples therapy. Uh, By learning and implementing certain skills in couples therapy, you may be able to improve your relationship right away. So here's the first step. Step one is to connect emotionally. So talk about the idea, the idea about attending couples counseling when you're both calm and you feel emotionally connected. Right, bringing up the idea of couples therapy during a fight with your spouse or first thing in the morning or last thing before night or halt when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired <laughs> yep. uh, is not a good approach uh, as it can lead to resentment and hinder the conversation from continuing. It could actually honestly feel more like a threat or a demand than a heartfelt ask. Right. It's important to take a thoughtful and considerate approach when proposing therapy. So have a plan. Yeah. Now, according to research by Dr. Gottman, the way in which conflict is approached plays a major role in its outcome. Hmm. If one spouse begins a conversation with aggression, there's a high chance that the conversation will end in an aggressive manner. Yeah. Remember the phrase gentle startup? Yeah, or harsh startup. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. If you don't, we'll uh, link a podcast episode that talks about a harsh startup. You can find that on the show notes at inbetween.org slash episode 170. So let's talk about this gentle startup. Not only is a gentle startup the antidote to criticism, which was one of the four horsemen, it is also a conflict resolution technique that can help couples approach difficult conversations in a way that reduces defensiveness and increases the chance of a positive outcome. Yeah. Now, the technique for this involves using I statements to express feelings and needs instead of blaming or attacking the other person. So, for example, instead of saying, you always do this, right? You uh, you might say, I feel hurt when this happens. Oh, when you get down to the vulnerability, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that's when the magic happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the goal is to create a safe and non-threatening environment for the conversation, which can help increase cooperation and understanding. Exactly. So, like we said, you need to be wise about when and how you bring up the idea. You need to have a plan. As you'll learn in couples therapy, it's not exactly what you fight about, but it's how you fight that determines the success of a conflict conversation. Yeah. Now, before bringing up the idea about counseling, uh, it is important to first work on building an emotional connection with your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's getting, it's creating the environment in which uh, sort of conversation and ask like this will be received well. Exactly. And just a side note, if this is the only time you're building an emotional connection yeah. to ask for something, that's not going to work. Like no. your spouse is just going to see right through it, especially if they have like a negative point of view of like, yeah, yeah, that's oh, right. wait, they want to watch a movie together. What yeah. do they want? Yeah, exactly. So this, you, yeah, no. yeah. 
<laughs> right. Or they want something from me. They yeah. want me to cook dinner. They want me to yeah. throw out the trash, yeah. so on and so forth. So just remember that you might be on step one for a little longer yeah. if this is not <laughs> something that you do in your relationship often. Yeah. But the point is to make them feel appreciated and cared for, seen, validated, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even have some fun together. So simple idea might be watch a comedy show together. I mean, there's so many on Netflix. Right? Yeah. So many funny ones. <laughs> there are. Especially well, if you like Costco. Yeah. There's... <laughs> That's vulgar too. There are vulgar ones. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, don't use them. There's lots of fun <laughs> ones too. Uh, cooking dinner is a, a great thing too. Doing fun activity like playing a board game, mini putt, going for a walk to get coffee. I mean, some of these ideas may sound great and others may not. Right. Uh, but, you know, figure out what works best for you guys. Mm-hmm. So when you do have this conversation, make sure you do it at a time that is convenient for them. Not yeah. just for you. Convenient convenient for them too. Mm-hmm. Don't do it right before work or when they're stressed or exhausted or like Daniel said right before bed. This will backfire. We already know how it's going to work y'all. It's not going to work. No good conversations happen as you're about to turn off the lights. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to converse with it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> There's some good conversations that have been right before you okay. turn off the lights. No hard That's conversations. Not, okay, there you go. Okay, yeah, there you go. No hard conversations. Uh, go well when you're about to turn off the lights. Trust us. Yeah. We've tried. Yeah. Yeah. So the calmer and more relaxed your spouse is, the smoother the conversation is likely to go. And it does not have to end in sex, okay? Yeah. Just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah. Uh, no, not, not, like not having bad conversations, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one more thing. Consider counseling or therapy also for yourself, huh. right? Maybe yeah. you're trying to do count- couples therapy and, and that's kind of your goal and you're like trying all of this. And mm-hmm. yes, eventually it's, I mean, not eventually, couples therapy is so helpful and eventually you might get there, but maybe you want to start with yourself mm-hmm. and you actually want to model this and you're like, you know what? Maybe my spouse doesn't want to go. Like you can talk about it and they're like, no, I don't really want to. Then it's like, right. okay, then I would like to go. And in that, you can work on your personal issues and you can uh, improve your communication skills and you can work through your past and different things that that ultimately will, it will benefit the relationship as a whole. Exactly. And perhaps your modeling this might actually inspire your spouse uh, as you talk about your experiences using a lot of I mm-hmm. statements, they, it might actually open up things for them and they may be like, oh, actually... It's not as kooky or weird as or I scary. thought. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, well, okay. I see the change in your life. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should do this. Uh huh. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. All right. So, step one, you have connected emotionally. Step two, this is when you're going to propose the talk. Yeah. So, Picture this. You're both feeling emotionally connected. Maybe you watched a really funny show. Um, your spouse gave you a, a back rub and... Uh, you Netflix and chills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that may mean to you. Yeah. So now you're ready to ask if they want to talk about re- your relationship. Remember to approach the conversation gently. Remember that gentle startup Mm. and with care so here's a a step-by-step guide in case you're wondering how is this going to work number one initiate the conversation start by saying something like honey 
I'd like to talk to you about what you want for our relationship. Step two, express your feelings. Let your spouse know your intentions by saying something like, I want you to feel accepted, appreciated, and like this is a great relationship for both of us. Step three, ask for their willingness. Ask if they're willing to have a quick conversation with you, such as, would you be willing to have um, like a five-minute conversation with me about this? So when proposing this conversation, so you're not saying, you're not saying this is the time to ask for couples counseling. You're proposing that you talk about your relationship, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you're doing that, use a gentle tone and focus on sharing your experience to keep your spouse relaxed and prevent them from going into defensive mode. Remember, once y'all are in defensive mode, it's really hard to have a constructive conversation. Flooding and all that stuff happens. Exactly. Okay, but if you're... Okay, now if your spouse is resistant to talking about the relationship, mm-hmm. not about counseling, but right. about just the relationship, then you know what? Grab a pen and a piece of paper and write a good old-fashioned love letter. Oh, that's sweet. That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, remember we wrote love letters to each other? All the time. Yeah, yeah. well, all the time. But last year at the Family Life, oh, we can get right. away as well. That's yeah, true. Which was a little bit of a... Uh, a precursor to you starting back into school yeah. again and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. talking so. about dreams and, and exactly. wishes for each other. Yeah, now a love letter uh, can give them time to process and move forward at their own pace. Many couples have differences. <laughs> oh, okay, most couples have differences. Uh, all including, couples have differences. Yeah, all couples have differences. <laughs> and thankfully, thankfully <laughs> yeah, for that, right? Exactly. You don't want to just marry a mirror image of yourself. Yeah, uh, including the difference such as some being internal processors and others being verbal processors. So verbal with processor that, <laughs> yeah, internal for me. <laughs> so sometimes it's difficult for one spouse to express how they're feeling in the moment. Also, there can be a lot of anxiety around having a serious conversation about a relationship, perhaps due to past conversations you've had together that didn't go as well as you'd have liked, uh-huh. or past relationship histories where serious conversations meant it was the breakup talk. Hey, we got to talk. Not me, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> so you know your spouse best. Oh, wait, wait, it's right? not you, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> not me it's you ouch is that how you broke up with (laughs) people christina (laughs) okay so if a letter will help well actually i'm glad you broke up with people because yeah or else me and you yeah yeah. all right (laughs) the wait is over find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th dead sea squirrels book babylon breakout hi i'm mike naraki co-creator of veggie tales voice of larry the cucumber and author of the dead sea squirrels Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books, available wherever books are sold. So if a letter will help, write one. Uh, Just make sure that you write the letter in a way that invites conversation and doesn't replace it. Ooh, say that again. Make sure you write the letter in a way Uh that invites the conversation. You're not sharing everything that you need to share about it. And you're not saying, P.S., I want to do couples counseling. That's not that. You're just uh, to invite the conversation that y'all really need to have face to face and in person. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So step two is propose the talk. Step three is to discover what's missing. 
Okay, so let's fast forward to the time that both of you are together. You're calm. Maybe you're sitting down and you've had that time to say, hey, we want to discuss our relationship. So this is where we are. So this discover what's missing is a step where you focus on learning more about your spouse's view of the relationship and what they want. It's time for them to talk. Okay. Mm -hmm. It will be challenging to inspire them to attend therapy if they don't think there's an issue, number one, or they don't have a clear understanding of what they want out of the relationship and they can't, they just are like, why? There's no benefit that therapy can bring. Yeah. So to initiate the conversation, start by asking gentle questions. Y'all, gentle is the key here. Mm. Such as, can you share with me what a healthy and happy relationship would look like for you? Mm. How would you respond if I said, hey, can can you just share with me what a happy marriage means to you or looks like to you? Would you feel like defensive? No, I mean, that's super open-ended. Right. Yeah. 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 Or how about this great one? question. What changes would you like to see in our relationship? And how do you think we can make them happen? Yeah, that's good. So sometimes it's difficult to picture what you do want. And so if your spouse is having some trouble answering, and I don't mean like 10 seconds where they're just like, oh, and you're like, can you answer, please? Did you hear me? No. Like if they just really seem like they're having trouble answering, perhaps rephrase the question about um, what they think an unhealthy, an unhappy relationship looks like. Mm. Maybe they're more familiar with that. Maybe they're going to be thinking about their past or even their parents' relationship. Maybe that's easier for them to see. Now, with those answers, don't just stop there. Could they be flipped to the positive? Mm. So, for example, if your spouse says, um, an unhappy relationship would be one where I wouldn't be able to trust you. So to flip it, you could ask, does that mean that a happy relationship would be one where we both feel like we would be able to trust each other? Yeah, yeah. So if they say, no, that's not what I mean, ask them to clarify and allow space for them to talk. Mm -hmm. Refrain from becoming defensive or critical. I know that's so hard, y'all, but maybe this is a time where you can uh, practice deep breathing. You want to stay in the moment, okay? So it's, you know, Honestly, it's going to be a difficult conversation if you've never had this kind of conversation before or your spouse has never told you how they felt. But think of the word curious, okay? This is a time where you're both staying curious about your relationship. Not defensive, not critical, curious. Yeah. Now, let's say you are in the middle of that conversation and you hear your spouse expressing frustration or disappointment towards you. Try to understand that this may be an outflow or an overflow of their pain, hmm. maybe even resentment. Right. Remember that the main point of the part of, of this part of the conversation is to uncover the underlying needs and emotions behind their words, behind them. Respond in these moments with a non-defensive and empathetic tone and continue just to just ask open-ended questions to get a deeper understanding of your partner's perspective. Uh, Some key phrases that may help you are, can you tell me more about? Or I didn't realize you saw it that way. Uh, Is there anything else that you'd like to add? And y'all, you know what? I recognize that listening to this if being calm and collected mm-hmm. and not with your spouse, if you're in the middle of an argument or, you, or, you, or you're like, I don't know if I can ever get there, right. you know, it's like, oh, it sounds easy to do, 
but I, that's impossible. Like, can anyone do that? Like, can anyone's relationship be like that where you can calmly ask each other when someone says, expresses disappointment or frustration? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is possible, right? Yeah. We want to, even, even if you haven't experienced it, it is possible, but you need these types of tools and counseling. Actually, it's like, hey, actually, the reason we're, this is happening right now is because we're not going to counseling therapy. <laughs> no, maybe not bring it up like that. Yeah, probably not. But in the back of your mind, you're like, yes, this is why we need it. Right. Let's 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 keep on enduring and try uh-huh. to get there. Yeah. Or if you're completely like triggered all the time with your spouse just yeah. expressing how they feel and you're and you're um swallowing it like yeah. daggers. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's something you need to work on in individual yes. counseling. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So once you have a clear idea of what your spouse wants in the relationship, that's the time to explore what may be holding your relationship back from reaching its full potential. So ask your spouse about their thoughts on what's preventing us from having fewer fights, resolving issues. What's preventing us from enjoying each other more, from being better friends? Right. Listen to their question answers with an open mind and once again, avoid, try as best as you can. I know it's hard, but avoid getting defensive. If you're having trouble understanding their perspective, just continue to reflect, continue to empathize, continue mm-hmm. to ask additional questions to gain a clearer picture. How amazing is that to flip the script almost mm-hmm. a lot of times? Um, I'll speak for myself. I feel like if there's an issue in the marriage, I know exactly what needs to happen to mm-hmm. fix it. Mm-hmm. And usually it has everything to do with Daniel, <laughs> nothing to do with me, right? That's a whole only, exactly. Yeah. And then you're you're having yeah. the four horsemen show up, criticism, yeah. contempt, defensiveness, all of that, right? Yeah. Which we mm-hmm. all know doesn't lead down a good path. Yeah. So by asking a question to your spouse, like, hey, what do you think we need to do? Guess what? They might have some really amazing ideas, y'all. Ones that you have never thought of because you don't have the same brain. You don't have the same experiences. So if we can humble ourselves to be able to think, hey, maybe my spouse actually has something good to say here or a a valid um, point of view, I think you'll go a long way. Yeah. All right. So step four. Bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. So now at this point, you want to bridge the gap between where you are now to the type of relationship that you and your spouse want. Now, in doing this, remember to put the focus of the conversation on wanting to improve your relationship, not changing your spouse, right? Improving Mm -hmm. your relationship together. No one likes it to feel that they need to be fixed, right? Or And no one likes it when fingers are being pointed at them either. Mm-hmm. Remember, y'all are on the same team. It isn't a I'm okay, but you're not situation. And that's why we need to go to counseling and you just need to fix you. I'll just be a spectator <laughs> and trying to get you there. And No, the problem often isn't a person, but it's the patterns of interactions that spouses create together. Wow. You're going to have more success highlighting that couples therapy is about changing the patterns, yep. repairing your bonds, about attachment, and strengthening your relationship rather than saying, you're a broken person who needs help. You, you need to be fixed. Yeah, you need therapy. <laughs> no, we all need therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we all need Jesus. Yes. Amen. <laughs> so... Uh, instead of pointing the fingers, name the benefits your partner and you, both of y'all, 
could have if you attended couples therapy in terms of what you both want for your relationship. Remember, you had that conversation. Mm -hmm. So point out the benefits. You could try something like, sweetheart, I want us to attend couples therapy that's designed to help us communicate better. I'm excited about it because I think it will help me understand more about you and how I can be a better spouse. If we do it, I think we will have fewer fights. Maybe we'll have more sex and feel happier around each other. Does that sound like the kind of relationship you want? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To all of it, right? Yes, Yes, to all. To all of it. (laughs) Okay, uh, last step. Send out the invitation. All right. Yeah, party time. So now we're at the step where it's time to approach your spouse about attending couples therapy in a gentle and non-threatening manner. There is a key word, gentle again, hey? So instead of making a demand, let's extend an invitation to participate. (laughs) I like your, if you could see your hands, you're pushing forward. Extend. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this way your spouse feels like they have a choice and they won't feel pressured or blamed if they don't comply underline that word choice y'all right so there's when you send an invitation it's just not the box to check yes yeah, yeah there's exactly. a box to check no i've to. already made an appointment i've already selected the therapist and this is when it's going because huh. i did the four steps that daniel and christina <laughs> outlined so yes this should be a slam dunk no it needs to be a choice uh, right which means they have a choice to say yes and a choice to say no Exactly. According to Dr. Rosenberg, the author of Nonviolent Communication, when a spouse feels like they are being demanded to do something, like, for example, couple therapy, they are left with only two options. One is submission. The other is rebellion. <sighs> submission or rebellion. Neither of those words sound good. Exactly. Because <laughs> guess what? Neither of those options are a great launching pad to starting couples counseling. Why did you come to couples counseling? Because I'm submitting to my spouse or because I'm rebelling? Like, right? No. Yeah. So to avoid this outcome, we want to present couples therapy as an opportunity rather than an obligation. Okay. So our podcast, we like going and getting to the nuts and bolts. That's right. Nitty gritty. And yes, these five steps are the nitty gritty, but... Christina, give me an example. Okay, we're finally at the invitation. Yeah. We've kind of massaged and geared up and got ready mm-hmm. to this point. What would, in a, at this point, right, this is in step one, this is right. step five. Uh, how would you now phrase that invitation? Okay, so it could go something like this. Please don't just memorize this and spew it out. <laughs> like make it your own. Yeah. But here's an example to kind of guide you. Babe, I love you and our relationship is really important to me. I believe that couples therapy could help us go beyond fighting and bring us closer together, making us happier in the process. I would love for you to join me, but if you don't feel comfortable, that's okay too. You have the freedom to choose. Yes, I want to go with you. Ah, okay. So that's one of the three possibilities, right, that you could say. Oh, but... I loved the way that you worded that. Oh, thank you. I do want to personally go again. They're okay. Yeah. No, well, it's check the box. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, no, I felt it was so. I know you said don't memorize it, but man, that was a good sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, girl, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was good because it's like I love you. Yeah. This is what's how I feel about you. Right. What I feel about the relationship. 
um, why couples therapy would be helpful. Beneficial. And, uh-huh. and then here's some what ifs. What will happen if we go? And then it's like, once again, I'd love for you to join me. But if you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. Right. So just not not demanding, but giving mm-hmm. them that choice. Ugh. Exactly. So good. Thank you, Christina. babe. I appreciate awesome. that. Yeah. Okay. So. We all hope that yes. our spouse will <laughs> will be as encouraging as Daniel. Yeah, yeah. But there's also some other possibilities, right? Yeah, for so sure. it could yeah. be yes, mm-hmm. or it could be maybe because yeah. I have questions, mm-hmm. or nope, right? Yeah. Well, if their answer is yes, and we hope it is, but um, yeah, show them your appreciation and say. I'm committed to being a better spouse so we can create a relationship that is even better than what we have now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but if your spouse has questions, do your best to answer them. Or if you're actually unsure, suggest seeking out more information online or from a therapist. Many times a therapist will even have like a quick 15-minute call where you can ask some initial questions and that would be for free. Maybe you could uh, sign up for that. Mm -hmm. We also, for y'all, have a full episode about what to expect from couples counseling. Mm -hmm. And we actually do some couples counseling with a full-on therapist as she walks us through an issue in our marriage. You can go to inbetween.org slash episode 170 to find that episode. And uh, maybe it'll be a great starting point for y'all to listen to. And maybe it's also helpful to dispel some myths about what couples counseling is all about. Yeah. Now, if the response is no... Don't take your disappointment out on them. So no huffing and puffing? Yeah. Instead, say, thank you for being honest with me. Wow. Right? If you did your disappointment out on them, then there wasn't really a choice. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this approach will probably surprise your spouse because they'll expect pressure and punishment rather than understanding and gratitude. Hmm. If your spouse ends up saying no, make it clear to them that you respect their choice and want to understand why. You can ask them, would you be willing to share why you're choosing not to do couples therapy? I think it'd really help. And maybe you don't. So could you explain, please? Yeah. Imagine you said that and your spouse responded with, because I'm scared. Yeah. Then that opens up a whole conversation, mm-hmm. right? That you can begin working through together and just not not because you, not because you need to fix them, mm-hmm. but just to hear them out and let them talk. And talk it out too, right? right? So do your best to address their concerns openly, honestly, and calmly. And if you think you've understood them well, you can follow up and ask after getting your concerns cleared up, would you be willing to reconsider attending couples therapy with me? Or it could be, would you at least consider having a 15-minute intro call right with the counselor just i mean we're not gonna we don't have to pay because uh-huh. money might be a concern too very much so right yeah. are you you know the relationship between an individual counselor and a counselor is such an important relationship yeah. mm-hmm. it, they don't always work right so it's not always a good fit and yeah, that's okay exactly the, the counselor knows that as well yeah so yeah. maybe it's just okay i i, I get that you don't want to say yes now but what about a 15-minute call, intro mm-hmm. call? Mm-hmm. Would you at least do that just so we could learn more about what it could look like? Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? They have the freedom to say no to that. Mm-hmm. So if they say no again, then just allow the conversation to end and tell them that you respect their choice and you love them no matter what. 
Your spouse will likely marinate on the idea for a few days and then may come back with other questions or want to do some research on their own. Mm -hmm. Our podcast is also an incredible resource that you and your spouse can listen to together or while you were out alone doing errands or driving to work. It's a great place to start conversations about your marriage and to gather some really practical tools about how you can improve your relationship today. Yeah. In the end, be patient. Exclamation mark. Gentle and patience. Mm, there you go. Right, sounds like oh, Jesus. Fruit of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Here, right. Yeah. yeah. Your spouse may change their mind if you honor their choice to attend couples therapy. Focus on being the change you wish to see in the relationship. And y'all, this is where, you know, put your money where your mouth is, right? Mm. Individual counseling at this point may be of great help if your spouse still says no by focusing on your own growth it will inspire them, right? It will inspire them to make progress with you over time. As 50% of the partnership, a change in your behavior honestly has a lot of power to influence a change in the relationship. Yeah, but don't just do it for them. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Mm, Good word. Inbetween.org slash episode 170. That's where you can find all the show notes to today's episode. If a friend came to mind, someone else that you've talked about or they've told you that they wanted to go and Mm -hmm. their spouse is not open to it, we'd be honored if you'd text them this link in between.org slash episode 170 or just hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app and send it to them that way. Thanks again, podcast family, for listening in. We'll catch you next time.